What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Upstate Athlete Podcast. Stronger, faster, higher, together here in the upstate of South Carolina. Today, I'm joined by one of the strongest men on the eastern seaboard. His name is Ian Beck of B3 Strength and Performance. What's up, Ian? (laughs) How you doing, man? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, for sure, man. Um, So... We share office space and the gym space um, here off Woodruff Road uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, we're in your gym, which happens to be um, in a smaller subset, my office here, as we partner um, Limitless and B3. We've created a really strong partnership. Absolutely. We've both been growing because of it. I wanted to bring Ian on, not only because he's one of the easiest people to talk to, but obviously he is strong. He is very smart and very knowledgeable about where he is, but he didn't always have this fitness mindset going into it um he's come from a background of actually education Mm -hmm. um and performing arts and now i just saw him do yesterday he squatted 495 pounds for two not one but two reps um he is competing in a powerlifting competition at the end of the month in march i believe is that right march march 5th march 5th beginning of the month so end of this month um and we are fully expecting him to blow it things out of the water we want to crush some state records um so yeah yeah, that's that's who ian is i'd like to you know give him a chance to introduce himself yeah well first of all thank you for having me uh we love partnering with limitless and having kaipo here it is a game changer when it comes to what we can do for our members and for you know any prospects or clients that come in Uh, a little bit about me uh my background is education i was a kindergarten teacher Jesus, Lord, most people look at me and they're like, there's no way. Uh, but I was a pretty good kindergarten teacher, third grade teacher, assistant principal. So I've been in education for several years. And I've just tried to apply everything that I learned about teaching and how to interact and communicate with young people and apply it to the gym. So it's still teaching. It's just in a different environment. And the truth is, you know, young people and adults are very similar in how they <laughs> learn and their attention spans. all right. So if you can apply those same things, it. I think it'll be very successful, and it has been so far. Uh, another thing about me that uh, most people find intriguing uh, about the powerlifting is when they find out that both my knees are fake, and I had both my knees replaced two years ago. Uh, and the goal was just to see, Sheesh. yeah, can we take this misnomer or this idea that, you know, once your knees are replaced, I want to say life is over, but your life has to drastically change. Well, t- tell them what the doctor said um, to you when, when you had the knees replaced. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole idea was, you know, I, I was nervous about, well, what am I going to be able to do? Because this is my life, training, coaching, you know, if I'm limited, what am I going to do? And he said, well, you know, the biggest thing is no running, no jumping, you know, you can do some strength training. Um, and I remember when I first got out of the hospital, they just asked me not to squat uh, and not to do certain things. And my biggest question was why? I mean, what's, what's the problem? Am I going to hurt something? And the, their basic answer was, no, you're not going to hurt anything. Uh, the only thing you're going to – you won't ruin anything, but you're going to have some severe pain. And I'm, in my mind, if, if pain is the only problem, we're going to work through that because um, – yeah, I'm glad I asked the why because I wouldn't have asked the why. I'm, I may have just said, okay, I can't squat and left sure. it at that. I'm sure there are a lot of people who have done that. But instead, I just grinded it out for right. six, six months, just you know, went through pain, pain, pain. Every, you know, I don't care about the pain. Let's just move. And now – it's paid off. Give us a little bit of timeline for the background for that. Yeah, so I uh, had both knees replaced in the hospital uh, same day. So it's not like I went to two different yeah. surgeries. And uh, was actually released that day. Okay. So was already home yeah. and had to learn how to walk. I had a walker um, and would just practice trying to get up my driveway every day. Right. Uh, and there's little lines in the driveway. So every day I had to hit a new line. Mm-hmm. And then once I made it to the top, 
it was hit a new mailbox, hit a new mailbox. There you go. So I always had some goal that I had to attack, no matter how I felt. And I felt like crap. Right. And I mean, I'm on pain meds, so I'm not yeah. in the right mind. and every, you know, It's just terrible. But you have to grind through that. And I would say after about six months, like I woke up one day and the pain was gone. Hmm. Just gone. So I was like, okay, all right, this is worth it. Yeah. Uh, and now we're just, you know, day-to-day maintenance and just constantly challenging everything I was told we wouldn't be able to do. It's interesting because when we – so Ian had just competed in his first powerlifting meet mm-hmm. um, in October. Yeah, yeah. so what was it, Day of the Dead or something mm-hmm. like that? Um, Day of the Deadlift. What, <laughs> the, <Yeah. laughs> um, what, were, what were the things that you accomplished on that day? Well, Keep in mind, this is, this is a man with two knee replacements. Yeah. Um, um, that, I would say just actually – First of all, signing up was an accomplishment. Right. Because I was scared out of my mind. No, I remember in the summer, you were like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, if yeah. I hit this number, I'm going to c- compete. Yeah, and I think I said that out loud because I didn't think I'd hit that number. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I hear didn't it. think I'd be held accountable to What is that number of, like, 450 on the squat, right? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was something like that. Um, and, yeah. So then I had to follow through because I've told too many people. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah. So it was an accomplishment to actually sign up. And then to, to complete it was an accomplishment. Um, I did uh, get Best Lifter Award, which... Um, what does that mean? So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an award where they take, in your category, you have to have a certain number of lifters at least to, for you to be able to qualify. Sure. And then overall, your performance has to be higher than uh, those competing around you. Right. So just general idea. Uh, so having that and uh, you know, just being able to win first place in that category as well, yep. I was not expecting any of that. I yeah. just wanted to finish it. But yeah. what, what I was most excited about and it speaks volumes to B3 and Limitless, is that I got checklists on every single list. Yeah. A lift, every single lift. And so that's 27 check marks out yeah. of 27, and that matters to me. That, I mean, that, that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because we talk about the squat and the knee replacements and all. Um, I remember you saying, like, I know when I get low enough, there's, like, a little click. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that, How does that feel? They, I don't – it's those judges, they can't lie to me, though. They, yeah. They try, but <laughs> – no, you get to a certain um, – I don't know what's actually clicking. Yeah. But when I get to a certain depth, I can feel the knee – the pieces of the knee hit each other, and it's a sound. Now, I don't know if you can hear it. No, I can't. But like, no. I can hear it. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I feel like I can hear it. Um, so I always know mm-hmm. when, I, when I hit depth. Yeah, and so, like, with Ian, right? Ian is he's, – he's, like, when again, the easiest person to talk to, number one, he makes you feel right at home, which – so as, as he's teaching group classes, it makes you feel, like, way – way more secure in who you are and eliminates a lot of insecurities by just, you know, bringing them out to the front. That's huge, right? But at the same time, he's very humble, right? So we let's talk about the, that first powerlifting meet. It, that's actually unheard of. So for you to compete at your very first powerlifting competition at in your early 40s, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Very first one after training, how, how intensely have you been training strength training? I mean, I've been since, strength since training the new, since, new since the new right? replacements. So, I would say... Powerlifting, though, we only hit about seven weeks. Of training. Seven weeks yeah. of powerlifting training. Um, and then how long between your knee replacements and the, the meet? Oh, that's a good question. Um, not quite two years. Not quite two years. Yeah, it would have been like one year and nine months, ten months, something like that. Okay, so just to put in perspective, and this gym is about that old, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, just to put in perspective, this man had two knee replacements. Then he learned to walk again by using his driveway and a walker. <laughs> and then he started a gym. <laughs> he started getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. And he started training seven weeks formally for this powerlifting meet. 
Okay, so when you say that out loud, it sounds really stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know if it's stupid. I think it's elite. So Ian, again, he's too humble to admit that he is an elite level athlete, and he is the embodiment of what we would call the upstate athlete, right? So, um, not, and he actually represents both sides of it. Um, people that we want to bring on the show are not only the athletes, but the strength trainers, the coaches, the health care team, everyone around surrounding um, the people that we're producing out in the upstate performing at such a high level. And Ian, again, too humble to say it, but he is one of the best athletes in the upstate. And that's pound for pound. The medals are hanging in the lobby outside. So um, that's, I mean... Again, yeah, unheard I'm going to have a hard time taking that one in. No, for sure. I will say this. Uh, I've never been an athlete, never been called an athlete. Um, and so even though I'm going to be 43, I finally found my thing. And so I would say to everyone, if you're not sure if you have a thing yet, it's okay. You may just not know what it is yet. And right. it's not going to be too late to figure it out. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's time, right? So Absolutely. Like, that was actually leading up to, to this whole thing, right? Like, So now we know where you are right now, mm-hmm. um, who you are what you look like. Um, I mean, this man, again, 450 was his number in the summer. I'd like to iterate that with two knee replacements for him to just sign up for the powerlifting meet. I was squatted with him yesterday, and he squatted full depth, 495 twice. So that means competition weight, we're breaking records in South Carolina. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to hopefully go for 515. Yeah, 515. So, that's yeah, the goal. So, um, so um, tune in for that. But the, the state record is 479, so. <laughs> We're gonna go get I that. love it. A <laughs> so, little, little bit of confidence there. Yeah. Um, so, um, barring all that, right? So let, let's, let's kind of even back up, right? So, like you said, you don't really have an, a background in being an athlete. No. Right? No, you're, it's not necessarily something that you've had for your entire life. No, no. Um, my, uh, and I do let people know this. The first time I tore my very first ACL was in a school play. Yeah. So and how old were you? How old were you? 15. 15. It's not, a, it's not a lot of background <laughs> in athletics. And, and you didn't look like the way you do look now, right? No. No, not at all. Describe. So, uh, so I don't know. 15, 5 foot 4, 120 pounds maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I graduated at about 140 pounds. Right. So, so if obviously if you're listening on the podcast right now, you can't see Ian. But if you're watching on video, Ian is not that anymore. Um, no, I look uh, more like... Uh, Ben Stiller from Dodgeball <laughs> eating the pizza. No, I'm definitely, no, I'm definitely no. a lot. Oh, the end scene. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely a lot bigger. Uh, definitely a lot bigger now. About two twenty. Two twenty, and that's his competing weight for powerlifting, yes. mm-hmm. right? Then after this event, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back off for a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I hear it. Mm-hmm. And I, again, like it just you've reached some like some of these big like key markers that you wanted to hit. Yes. Um, and we're now we're want to grow, and we'll talk about B three in a second. Sure. Um, but just to give some context. Um, going from tearing an ACL in a school play, um, how did? Can you talk about like your story of how you got into fitness through that whole story? Because I mean, like you've torn your ACL multiple times, both knees, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just talk about like how, you know, if you would, how you got from that to education sure. to where B three is today. Yeah, I, I always. Um, I mean, I will say that, you know, athletics, whatever, is certainly part of my family. My dad was a wrestling coach. Sure. I was running two miles sure. with trash bags on at four right. to make weight for <laughs> national competitions, stuff like that. Love it. Um, so I've been doing that, you know, for quite some time. But that was, you know, only at a really young age. And then we moved down south. They didn't have the wrestling program, mm-hmm. so it kind of ended there. And I've always tried to participate in football, this, that, or the other, and just never was really that good and was not – I wasn't a good – student so sure i um you know kicked off football team attitude problem all those things so i never really got a chance to experience what i could do um and i still don't think it would have been that much and that's okay yeah um 
and so I will say that health and wellness wasn't a huge part. You no. know, we're, we're, I came up in the era of lift more. That's all you need to yeah. do is lift more. I don't care how you lift it, just get it up. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, after getting out of college, you start working, you settle in. You don't work out as much, but you eat the same. Oh, yeah. You know what's going to happen there. Oh, yeah. And the metabolism starts. Yeah. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I was up to around 238, not in a good way. Um, you know, moved into a 38-inch waist and had a baby. I didn't have the baby. I looked like I had <laughs> I like, the wow. baby. I looked like I had the baby. Uh, and just felt out of breath with my godchildren and my daughter, and it was miserable. And so I decided to just make a quick change, and it was fast. I just maybe I think that's the way I am, though. I decided to do it. I'm just going to have to do it. And right. so that led into volunteering to do boot camps and you know out in the public just to help people, just to have fun, because I felt so different sure. when my body changed, my confidence changed, uh, all of it. So. Right. I wanted to apply that, and I was still a teacher, still working in education, and moving a lot with my wife's work, and realizing you can't leave schools in the middle of the year. It's just not good for the children. Yeah. But you can continue to train, yeah. and tr- continue to do that. So I just started doing that, and then I got involved in boxing, and, and I love boxing. Became a boxing instructor, and just you know, just kind of evolved. So uh, the, what I do love is my health and wellness. Um, it's it's pretty broad, what my experiences are. You know, it's not there's no real deep specialization. Right. Um, but it's just overall about move well, move often. I love it. Yeah, people need to move. Let's just get it, guys. So I mean, you you, you discover that movement, right? And it's on. Yeah. It's written on the wall. Movement is yeah. medicine. Yes. Um, at this point, no knee surgeries yet. Um, and you start doing this boot camp thing. Um, and oh, I, by that point, no, yeah. I've had no. I, I, so yeah, by that point, I already was told I needed them replaced. I just wasn't going to do it. Right. Okay. I was thirty-two. When thirty-two. I, when I was told I need to have knee replacements. Right. Yeah. And so, and just for reference on the medical perspective side, that is very early. It. Is, I mean, I had ahead. four ACL reconstructions before I graduated high school. Right. That's a lot. That's <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so, like within that, right? Um, obviously. People will see that on paper. If you, I mean, some of my patients that they come in, they, they give me a, a, a medical history. They're right. like, this is what I am. If you saw Ian on paper at 32, you would think that he'd be walking with a cane right now. Right. Right? Um, and obviously, that's not the case now. I, um, I do have support bars, but it's for my squat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, we bought them specifically for training, right? <laughs> um, no, so um, – Basically, from 32 to 42, there was this big change, mm-hmm. it sounded like. Yes. Uh, um, as far as your fitness journey, it sounded more or less like you're, you, know, you were stepping into this mm-hmm. like one, one foot at a time. Like one step at a time, you're like, okay, fitness is starting to get me to feel better, uh, give me more confidence, be able to do this yeah. side of the other thing. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that 10 year time frame of like, sure. okay, I'm interested in getting a little bit better because my knees are not great. Um, but from there to like how you became a trainer, sure. how you get in the strength and conditioning world. Yeah. And I would say there's a lot of people that take the same path to where, uh, you lose a lot of weight, which I did. I mean, I went from 238 to about 170 and about, yeah, I don't, I didn't believe those pictures. About five months. Yeah. So I think like, I did it fast and I went, I always, I do go, I went, uh, raw fruits and vegetables for six weeks. Wow. Like, I wouldn't do that again, no. but I did that just because it was... It's it was impetus, just, right? Yeah, yeah. And so from that, you know, what most people do when they, they get it, there's tons of consonants. They start walking around with their shirt off because they feel better. Uh, and then most people go and join something. And so I just started joining up for obstacle course races. Nice. Realized I don't like running, but I love <laughs> obstacle courses. So it worked. On um, two obliterated yeah. knees. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I would do like six a year. 
Yeah. Uh, I would do as many as I could, and I would save time by jumping off the walls, not climbing down them. You know, obviously, of it's course. not good for the knees, but that's, yeah. you know, that's what <laughs> I did. And the doctor did tell me that, listen, you can't do any more damage you've already done. So when you're ready to say, you know, uncle, let me know and we'll replace them. And I said, well, am I going to, like, what am I going to do to myself? He goes, there's nothing else you can do. He said, so as long as you can handle the pain, go. So what I would do is, you know, for the first half a mile, I'd be in excruciating pain, and then mm. my, my knees would go numb. And then I was good. So, like, that's what I would do. And it's not, it's not smart. No. I, I would never <laughs> recommend this ever uh, for anyone, but that's what I did for 10 years. And, um, you know, because I knew that I could get to the point of numbness to where I had no pain, it was, it was easy to train people and, and to become a trainer because I could perform. Right. Just I couldn't let people know what was actually happening on the inside. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so, you know, just all of that and knowing the change in me and seeing how much better of a father I, I became, a yeah. uh, better friend. Yeah. A better employee. Yeah. I, I was like, man, I, I, this has to be shared with other people. Right. It's just common. Most people right, feel yeah, that yeah, way yeah. anyway. And like if, if it works for you, why, why yeah. can't it work for more people in your position? Because right. you see so many people sure. like that. The one benefit that I have that not everyone has, and I think it sets me apart, is um, the educational background. Right. Um, I mean, I am an expert in pedagogy, and, and that may not sound like a whole lot, but when it comes to teaching – it's a game changer and people notice it immediately. Oh yeah. So like that's the one thing that I think stands out. I look at every coaching session as an opportunity for people to learn and grow. Right. And that was one of the I mean, it's the first thing on the wall in the gym, um, in the yes. three core concepts. Three core right? values. Yeah. Learn, learn, lift, lift laugh. laugh. And but learn, learn is, is first. first. Yeah. Is, oh wow, jinx. <laughs> um but no, so like so you as a former educator, right? Yes. And now you're teaching group classes at a different boot camp. Um and then you know, around the time when you got new replacements, uh, you just decide to open up your own space. What was the impetus for that? That's a little tough one to talk. I mean, I was, I was technically I was fired from right. my current job as I was recovering. Okay. Uh, and it comes down to, I do think it comes down to ethics sure. and um, <clears throat> just core values. Right. And my core values says that, you know, people deserve a certain amount of training experience and guidance scaffolding before right. they're put out to the wolves. Mm -hmm. uh, that wasn't happening for some of our folks that were going to become trainers, and I, I had a problem with that. And mm -hmm. I think I was right to have a problem with that. It's not best practices. It's not very ethical. It's dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And it also sends a message to any other person that's buying your services that anyone can do this, which now takes your services, and what's the value of your services? It, that, that it brings point? expert level of, right. of the trainer yes. to like, oh, you, if anyone's You water do it down, and what you've done now is you, you've put experts with people who are not experts, right. and now your average person doesn't know who's what. And so everything goes down a notch. Right. And so I had a problem with that, um, was let go for being, you know, disgruntled mm -hmm. and, and speaking my opinion, and was <clears throat> really upset. And luckily, the people in my life um, pushed me to do what, what I what you know, what I thought was best, which is opening up my own gym. Mm -hmm. um, and none of these things wouldn't happen without the support of people around me. Oh, no, yeah. no way in the world. And without Kanisha, um, she's the one that was like, you know, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you know, what do you want to do with your life? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And without that, I don't know what I would have done. And you were, in, you were at a fork, right? I, I remember talking with you. You were talking between PT school and opening up a gym. Yeah, I, I love physical therapy. I think it's, I think it's so essential to people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think... I think, you know, if I went to school for that, I think I would do well. I think I'd be a good teacher I think with so that. Too. Um, but my passion still is training. And, you know, looking at it's a risk-reward of how much time, money, and everything right, spent right. in that. And instead, you know, let me just surround myself with 
excellent physical therapists mm-hmm. and we work together. And so that's more of the path now. I, and I love it because so um, you open up in you open up B three in what was it January January sixth twenty twenty was our first day. Ouch. Yeah, it hurt. No. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. uh, March twenty seventh was our I think it was March twenty seventh was our last day. We had to close down, um, and then we opened up again in like May or June. Yep. And had to briefly close for a second. And then I said, I, I'm not closing anymore. I can't do mm-hmm. this. We're not going to make it if we have to close. And so we've, we've uh, taken that. And, and because of that, I think it has uh, helped us get to the point where we are that we can handle anything. Right. And we, we, again, we talk about the evolution of it all. Right. And we, yeah. I mean, we talk about this kind of daily about reflecting and mm-hmm. like sort of like, you know, when we work with our clients and work with our uh, gym members and all, we have to talk about goals and like kind of where yes. you were versus where you are now. Um, and obviously we've talked about that with you in your own physical journey, mm-hmm. but just even as a business owner now, so you're merging your two passions, fitness because it changed your life yes. and teaching because that is what I think you have a talent for. Yeah, like, I think it's like an innate gift of mine is, yeah. is being able to teach. Yeah. And it's expert, right? So um, coming into the B3 fold when Limitless, it was, it was 2021. Um, and in June is when I started here in this office, right. mm-hmm. um, and leading up to it, right. We had a little bit of like a feeling out process. Um, so I attended some classes, um, yeah. and obviously like I did my evaluation so that Ian and Abby felt comfortable with me being here and they can vouch, um, uh, firsthand on yep. based on the way things are. Um, but as I experienced the first B3 classes and I've been through CrossFit, I've, I've done boot camps, I've done a bunch of stuff like that. When I say that Ian and Abby, one of the people yeah, that you brought, absolutely. one of the support system people. Um, and if we can coax her onto the show, we'll, we'll try to. <laughs> yes. can, you, can you imagine how, how hard it would be, like, pulling teeth? To, yes. It's going to be hard to get her on this microphone. Oh, for sure. Um, but so um, Ian and Abby both have an innate gift of if someone's learning something, they don't make them feel bad. They don't make them feel insecure. The people that are in class, it's as if, everyone's learning and everyone's trying to get better yeah. just as a whole. Yeah, and it, It's it, a culture thing. Yeah. And I will, I'll tell, I don't care who it is. Um, it's just like the people that, you know, read the Bible multiple times and every time they read it, they get something new from it. Right. That's what you can get from every class. Right. If you're, if you're focused and you're paying attention, you can always pick up something new that you can take with you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll speak for, as a student of B3, um, my squat was stuck at 315 in May. Yeah. And now I've got 365 up the, right. the other the other month during the last meso cycle. Sex, um and sexy too. <laughs> a lot yeah. of the it's, a lot of it's coaching and I and the one the big one that for me I could never really really do for myself, right? And it mainly because like if I did it then my back would hurt it was the, the deadlift. Right. Um and a lot of the things were just like, "Hey, I I thought I had a good deadlift and in PT squad learned to hip hinge and um, doing all these things to like create the best environment for you. Yeah. Ian tells me to turn my feet outward and then lean back into the bar, engage my lats. I remember every the every time now it's automatic. Um, yeah, it's those good. are three things specifically, and spreading that floor with your feet made a huge game changer. Last month I hit 500 pounds on a deadlift yes, when did. my PR right. a year ago was 385. Yeah, it was lower than I, I was surprised. Yeah, actually, it was it was 385 yeah. something like that about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it, it baffled me because a lot of it's coaching, right? Like a, as a teacher, um, and you can talk about this with your, your, um, your experience in the actual classroom, but I think you see potential really well 
and everyone and, and all your clients and all your personal training uh, clients as well, uh, all your gym members, anyone you work with, I think you, you have a really great ability of picking out what the person may be able to do potential wise, right? And it's a spectrum yeah, and that's a skill. A spectrum, yeah. um, and you're able to bring that out from them um, in a safe way. Um, I think the biggest thing, and we talked about this when we were first getting on with each other, um, safety was number one, paramount. Yes, we have people, absolutely. we have 15 year old kids lifting next to 55 year old, ki- um, right. Older adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. And all of them, <laughs> and this is actually my wife who doesn't work out here very often. Um, She's like, man, whenever she sees the video, she's like, all these people have like the best form ever. We, we really try. Yeah. Um, and so let's go ahead and dive in for B3 specifically, right? Um, this is your business. This is your passion. You're merging fitness to change your life, education, what you have a talent for. Mm-hmm. What sets B3 apart from any other gym in the area? I, I do think the, the way the instruction is, is so different. Uh, and that's the feedback I get from a lot of clients that have gone to other gyms. Uh, we do two things. We try to view every class, every exercise, every movement from the lifter's perspective, right? Not from your perspective, and that's very different. And mm. it, you know, for some people that are like, there's some people that are so skilled in their ability to do something that they don't have the ability to transfer it to someone else. And oh, I would yeah. say it's like somebody like Michael Jordan. Yeah. I don't think he'd ever be a good coach because he can do things that he can't explain. Yeah. He can do things that can't be coached. Right. Uh, but when you have someone like me who's, I'm not like that, but I'm able to put my, 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 my mind into somebody else's and try to figure out what are they going through, what are they experiencing, it allows you to really think about what's the right cues, sure. what's the right coaching there. And the other thing is analogies. I live by analogies. Analogies help people make connections to what they're doing. Right. And so I really focus on metaphors and analogies so that they're able to you know, take a concept and then now reapply it to what it is that we're doing. And I think that makes us pretty different um, from what I've seen. Right. Last piece is the why. We're, I don't ever, now, if you choose to walk out of here without the why, you chose. Because <laughs> you're going to hear it. No, no, you hear uh, it every single time. <laughs> yes. So I, I think that's part of it is I don't ever want to do something without understanding the rationale behind it. And so I apply that to the other, everybody else. I want them to know their why because it matters. Mm-hmm. It, makes, it makes your uh, passion, your energy, and your effort greater. That's amazing. That, that little soundbite right there. I love Is that it. it. Can Is you that say it? it one more time? <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm, I blacked out. I blacked out. <laughs> Is it passion, your energy, and your just time more worth it? It does. It, it does. Yeah. Or you realize I'm not going to put my eggs in that basket. Yeah. Because the why doesn't, you don't connect to it. Yeah, it's a, it's so a, it's important it's a great either sifter. Way. Yeah. Yep. And, and I love that. Um, one of the, the biggest things that I've learned here in, in, the, in the theme of learning and mm-hmm. education is that there is always something more to learn. There's always something more to get, and there's always something more to gain. Yes. Um, where you get that is when you, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes. Oh, yeah, so the Dunning-Kruger effect, that, yeah. right? Yeah, so we, you have the initial impetus, like, oh, man, I, I'm, you're improving at such a high rate, high rate, high rate, high rate. I'm doing that with bouldering, right? Like, bouldering, like, I'm, I was like, man, I can muscle through all this stuff. And then I quickly watch the other climbers, and they're like, wow, they move so much more smoothly and they're not working hard. Right. Um, they can climb for three, four hours at a time where I can climb for one. Um, and then you realize, oh, man, I don't know anything. Right. And then from there. You're hitting a real base point. You hit, yeah, here a real base point and being like, okay, this is where true learning begins. When you right. get that humbling feeling. Yes. And mm-hmm. the thing is with at B3, we, they establish that from the get. 
they, they and you'll see gains like I mean a lot some like for example the first one that comes to mind is Rob. Rob right. haven't touched a weight in what however long. Maybe, um, yeah, it's been many years. Yeah, he's already lost in a month thirty pounds. Yeah, he's he's definitely lost a lot. Is that the number? He's definitely yeah. lost a good bit while his strength continues yeah, and to climb. It's insane. Yeah. This man is benching like two twenty five plus when yeah. he hasn't benched. He just three fifty on the squat. Three fifty on the squat, yeah. and I think four hundred five on the deadlift. Yeah, this is fr- that's his first meeting. And I cycle. made him stop there. Yeah, so and, like. and that's the thing. Yeah, and <laughs> and that that and yeah. that right there with Ian, right? I think his whole progressing. Um, progressing safely mm-hmm. and making it sustainable. You want to lift for longer and lift more over a long period of time yes. rather than I'm going to go really, really, really hard. And we all get caught up in that. Yeah. Let's not pretend like we don't get no, caught up sure. in the ego lifting and the PRing. We do. Sure. I, I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. Um, but I think it's about awareness, knowing that, you know, you just increase the risk. How big is the reward? Right. And then you can make your decision. I'm not there to make anyone's decision for them. I'm only there to make sure they understand the decision they're making. The why. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they doing this? Yeah. Um, and that's what we love about B3. It's why we love partnering. Um, and, I mean, we've been talking for a good half hour about just what Ian brings to the table and how y'all – I mean, we're off Woodruff Road, um, this gym, and we are not 10 minutes from downtown Greenville right, right now. If that exits, good. Yeah, uh, and I know it sucks to be on Woodruff, but we're actually in a location that you you, you can get to it pretty quickly. Yeah, so I, I'll, yeah. I guess I'll give you this time to be like, okay, why should someone join P3? And well, what, what, yeah, what do you offer? I, I would say, you know, before I even, you know, tell someone why they should, I think you should come experience it for yourself. Because, I mean, I can, you know, tell you till I'm blue in my face. It doesn't really matter. And you, I want you to have the buy-in, okay? I don't want anyone to feel like they've been coaxed into – being a part of something. And I think if you're here for a free Saturday, you'll have your buy-in pretty quickly. Right. I really do. Uh, but, but why this gym? Uh, I would say you're going to get expert coaching. You're going to have probably the safest environment you can experience while still being highly challenged. So don't get it twisted. There are a lot of people who think, oh, safety means easy. Yeah. Safety means... Uh, oh, it's not easy. No. Man, that's, <laughs> it's not that's, easy. And if that's your mindset, it's not your fault. You've been taught that. The sure. fitness industry has taught you that the harder you go, the better you're going to be, and that's not the really more the handstand case. walks yeah. you do, yeah. the, the better in, fit, in shape yeah. you are. So for here, it's all about recognizing. We know that the lifestyles, the lifestyle of most people, is anteriorly rounded and uncomfortable. Everything's forward, and so our mobility has changed. We've lost it. We have a lot of stiff areas. Um, just going through it: ankles, hips, T-spine. I mean, so if your ankles, hips, and T-spine aren't moving very well doesn't make a lot of sense to do a, a loaded overhead squat. Sure. Okay? So we know that. And we're going to work that mobility. We're going to work the flexibility and mobility of it, but we're not going to load it. And I think that's what makes us a little bit different is we approach it from a, where do we want you to end up a year from now? Right. Not how quickly do we want you to end up there oh, yeah. a year from now. I think that's what matters. Yeah. So. And so how can people ex- experience it for you? Yeah, so we do a free Saturday class uh, at 9 a.m. So you show up at 845. Uh, if you come show early, up, if you co- if you show up late, I won't let you join. And you know you can be mad about that, but it's a safety thing. Uh, and then you can always just come come in, walk in, check the place out, or schedule a consultation so we can kind of go through your goals. Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the other thing I really love about our classes. We cap it at twelve, so we can really individualize. You know, if this person has you know no limitations, it's great. They have all their movement options. They can go get it. But if we got someone in class that has a, a rotator cuff issue, and the other another person has a, a, a hip flexor concern. Uh, we can address both of them in the same class, individualize it, 
without skipping a beat. And it's interesting is uh, I had a um, one of your members say like it's as close to a personal training session one on one as you can get. I think so. Um, and and now you get the group environment of now you're not doing this alone, and that, that I think that's a big piece of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the the mantra. Yeah, that you'll never with. lift alone. We want that to that is our mantra, and we believe that you're always going to have the support around you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> worst case scenario, the coach that's coaching you will lift with you. Yes. Um, if you're the only one in class. No, and I've seen it. And yeah. well, so I mean. Just to vouch for them again, you know, and Abby will take where you are and show show you, okay, this is what you can do now. And then you set your goals, and every every time they're going to keep you accountable for yep. those goals, mm-hmm. and they're going to do a great job at getting you to them, yep. right? And in a safe manner, um, with all the right cues, just listen to them, and they'll take you to it. We're also going to attack your weaknesses. Oh, yeah. So, like, you're not going to be comfortable because you're doing the thing that you love to do. Right. You're going to be uncomfortable because you're going to challenge the part of your life that isn't moving the way it should, and that's hard, and that's uncomfortable. But when you do it in this kind of environment, it's growth, and it's success over a long period of time, and that's what matters. So. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree yeah. more. Um, so we've come to the end of the podcast. Um, I like to end these things um, as the first episode of the Upstate Athlete Podcast that we're going to release. Um, well, thank you for having me for the first episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, no one I'd rather have as the first person to talk to. Um, sorry, but Sorry, Holly. <laughs> no, <okay>. Holly's my <laughs> wife. <laughs> um, so um, I want to end this episode and all the episodes moving forward as, you know, what what are you doing right now? And what are your goals moving forward? And how can we as an Upstate support that for you? Um, it's almost like an ask, right? Like we, this is the value that you're providing, right? This, how can we support that and support your goals and support what you're doing here? Um, what, what, how can the upstate come around you and help you? Yeah, I I want, uh, I want to increase everyone's bubble and that's what we call it, our bubble, your, your uh, comfort bubble. Uh, the bubble is, is what you're able to do within the bubble. And as we get older and experience injuries and what we'll call failure, let's say that, um, we tend to shrink our bubble to where we say there's less and less things that I'm able to do. I want to expand everyone's bubble. And I think in the upstate, we can do it as a team because honestly, there are enough people right. for enough gyms. We got mm-hmm. it. It's okay. There's enough people yeah. here. There's no need there are to, people coming. Yeah, there's no need to compete against each other. It would be better if we rallied together, coordinated together, and just made Greenville and the upstate a healthier place to be a part of because it will change everything. It'll change the family environment, the work environment, social environment so i mean i stand by health and wellness is the most important thing that people need to focus on and that's holistic that's not just physical it's mental as well and lifting is absolutely part of your mental health hey guys i just wanted to update you on how ian did at the powerlifting meet so at mountain madness in hendersonville he actually broke the state records that he was going for for the squat at 507 pounds. He actually also broke the bench press record as well as the total lifting weight record. So Ian now has three records to his name, all representing the upstate of South Carolina. We are so proud to have Ian as one of our upstate athletes. Congrats, Ian.